0: From the hub for youth and family ministry, this is Hub Talk, a ministry podcast that is based on conversations with those in children's, youth, and family ministry. In this podcast, we will be tapping into the wisdom and experience of those who have a track record of faithful ministry. It is our sincere hope to edify, encourage, and equip you in your endeavor to be faithful in one of the most important areas of ministry in the church ministries to families, all for the glory of God.
1: Hey, this is Jeremy and Kevin, and we're back with another episode of Hub Talk, and we're really excited about this third episode and wanted to give you a little bit of context uh, just personally about uh, who we have on the show today. We have Dave and Sandy Parker, and they've had a real big impact in in both of our lives. And for me personally, I was actually raised in the high school ministry under Dave as he was uh, teaching. Teaching at the local church that I was at, and had a huge impact uh, after a long season of ministry uh, in my life. Like on a recent episode I, I shared, uh, my father passed away when I was 17, and I remember Dave uh, being at the bedside, uh, being able to uh, encourage me and my family to, to love my mom well, to love the kids well, and really come alongside me as a, as a young man and direct me to the truth of the gospel and how I can apply that in my own life. And that really led to uh, Dave moving out of his role in high school ministry, but still in in much of the ministry that was there at the local church, uh, which really brings Kevin in and our story together and how we first uh, initially started doing ministry together. Well, it's funny that you say that, Jeremy, because where Dave
2: left off, I took over. Actually, there's a little bit of a buffer because I was still in school, but uh, Paul, who's the college pastor had asked. We were actually in college ministry together back again, back in the day. And uh, he said, uh, no, no dates. Um, But he asked if I would be interested in this high school position. At first I said, no. And uh, he says, well, you know, just put your, you know, your name in the hat and let's just see what happens. Can you do that? And And uh, I said, yeah, I can do that. I'll see, see. And uh, they offered me a job ultimately. And uh, after school, I came and uh, took the position that Dave had, which was somewhat daunting to me because Dave had been there for 18 years as a high school pastor. And, uh, And I had a little bit of, you know, under my belt by way of youth ministry. But the one guy that I went to to find out about youth ministry, the first gig I got as a youth pastor was Dave Parker and just asked what do I need to know? And uh, actually he's gonna tell you a little bit of what he told me uh, within this interview. But as I came on staff there, I was on staff for four years, and uh, then the Lord took me on to graduate school. Uh, but uh, in that time, uh, I just had a great love and a great relationship with both Dave and Sandy. Uh, Dave was a youth pastor, uh, Sandy was the, the children's director, and uh, what a team, but also just the testimony of what they had, but also the wisdom that I would constantly be. In Dave's office, and he could tell you to this day, I'd always say, Can I have two questions, Dave, just real quick, and, uh, and I'd usually go and ask two questions on a daily basis, and sometimes those two questions would happen throughout the day, and so I had two questions, but then I'd come in with another two questions, and uh, he was just a huge resource, but a friend, and uh, a friend in ministry, which I appreciate mostly. So uh, what you're gonna hear uh, today is just uh, Dave and Sandy talking a little bit about their background. And uh, I start off the interview just saying, give us a little bit of how you got here. And so uh, we uh, hope that you will uh, enjoy getting to know Dave and Sandy Parker. Sandy thanks for being with us and I thought it would be great to start just uh, for our uh, those who are listening to get to know you a little bit and so give us a little bit of background uh, how long you've been doing this Sandy? you've been doing kids ministry for a long time and Dave you've been doing youth ministry for a long time but now you've transitioned and are head pastor and so just give us a little bit of background and uh, who you are and uh, what even got you into ministry to begin with
3: well I still feel I've been in ministry um, technically for about 15 years, but I still feel like I'm just a mom and a grandma. <laughs> and, um, but I did end up with a um, Christian education major in college, and, uh, but worked with Dave and in ministry. And really my purpose for doing that was um, when, you know, one, you have to have a major. And I just thought, what an equipping ministry to serve the Lord the rest of your life, no matter where. So that's kind of what we did. Um, so I worked with Dave doing, you know, from little ones to setting up nursery ministry to, you know, most of the time I didn't know, but you just learn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then recently probably um, what most would call a children's director. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I think most of my experience comes from being a mom of six kids and now a grandma. And. That's
2: me. Okay. How about you, Dave? 38
4: years ago, we moved to Fresno because my dad was a pastor here in town. And so um, that's kind of how we started. Came as a custodian back in the day. And after several years of doing that, we uh, were asked if we wanted to be involved in the full-time ministry part of it. And uh, we were in charge in the early days from cradle to the grave. And just about everything was going on as the church grew and uh, uh, we ended up involved with youth for about 20 years um, and uh, that was an extremely enjoyable time of our ministry. And there, here in the most recent days, last two years, we started a new church and so that's been a lot of fun too. So just about every aspect of ministry I think we've uh, been involved in and uh, it, it, they've all been extremely enjoyable.
2: Well, within that time, that's a lot of time within ministry. And as you said, Dave, a lot of different aspects of ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you're thinking specifically youth and, and kids ministry, some of the the highlights will go highs and lows uh, highlights and just even some of the difficulties that you face within what the Lord's called you to do.
3: The first obvious highlight that that comes when, um, to my mind is understanding uh, God centered uh, curriculum. Mm-hmm and even programming, and um, even in school, there was something not, I felt like something was missing, and when I started doing the job, as a job, um, I, I went through all the curriculum that was out there, and and I was telling someone, um, a dear mentor to me, and I was saying, I'm looking for, and I started describing it, and she said, what you're looking for is God-centered, and I'm thinking, that's it. So, of course, I Googled uh, God-Centered and came up with a curriculum, and um, it was actually Children Desiring God, um, which is uh, where Piper was at the time through Bethlehem uh, Church. And we went to some conferences, and I just felt like the Lord used that to open my, my eyes to see, um, and so just to refocus, why are we doing this? Um, so that that's probably uh, although anytime you're working with people that's a, a great high it can also be a, a great low because you see their struggles and and you get involved in their um, not just their joys but their hurts um, but I think um, the one thing was when I see a vision and I see that it's really shouldn't come from me it should come from the parents and so to see that um, the churches had gone to where they the parents used to be, the ones who would instill that into their children and teach them and spend time with them and disciple them. Now they had decided to, oh, the church is doing that. We pay people now to do that. And so they might look at me and say, okay, here, you fix my kids spiritually. Mm-hmm. And um I think the trend is, is coming out of there. You see, um, focus back on family ministry and all that, but I'm still, I think we have a ways to go. Um, so sometimes the disappointing thing is to want to say, no, I'm giving it back to you. This is yours, God gives to you. I'm to come alongside and to, and to help and encourage and, and provide resources. Um, so that's just two I think of.
4: Sandy kind of said this thing I was thinking is that the highlights in ministry are people, Mm -hmm. and uh, in the early days of youth, I remember um, gathering around a good, solid group of adults, and um, I said, look folks, if we just have a good time, the students are gonna have Mm -hmm. a good time, and we did have a great time, and I think uh, students did have a good time. And so people, both um, the leaders, the leadership we drew around um, us, and then, uh, the kids uh, are just a blast um, the The low lights, I think are similar in some ways um, it 's people and when you have enough longevity in ministry, you have enough time for kids to grow up hmm. and uh, some of them have just flourished and done you know beautifully, and then others uh, have dwindled, and uh, the sorrow um, And the pain of folks that just no longer walk with the Lord is hard.
2: Yeah. Within that, uh, as you have been in ministry for a long time, what what keeps you going? I know there are days when I felt like, I know Piper has mentioned there are days in sermons where he wished he could just become one with the pavement as he walked out of the, the service. I felt that way with ministry and with some of my sermons especially. But uh, what keeps you kind of moving and going and, and uh, being faithful where God's placed you?
3: Probably the focus of why we're doing it and who we're doing it for. Because hmm. um, when man um, can discourage or disappoint god's the lifter of my head and i don't mean to make that sound trite like oh it's all about god but it really is so even usually when i'm discouraged it's because i'm focusing on myself or self-pity which i'm good at um and yet i would never (laughs) i would never want to give up on what god wants me to do so i don't want to quit until i know he says oh you're done i'm not sure that's ever going to happen it'll just be redirecting Um, and i'm so good with that Um,
4: we love to say around our church we want to learn the gospel we want to continue to grow and understand what that gospel is and as we do that we come to love the gospel and what god has done for us in christ and then in turn, we want to live in light of the gospel. So, the thing that I suppose keeps me going, whether it's ministry or otherwise, is just living in light of the gospel. What I've understood and appreciated about what a great God has accomplished for me, and and uh, and and then I want to honor Him with uh, living my life in a way that would honor Him. So. Um, I think that's what keeps us going is the gospel, and uh, we always talk about being gospel-centered and what does that mean, but ultimately, um, the gospel is our fuel that uh, uh, keeps us passionate about living and doing ministry.
2: For those that are listening that are maybe fairly new at this or struggling, which I know is a daily basis for however long I've been in ministry, there's always something I'm struggling with or don't feel like I'm able or... Uh, have the resources or the the brain power or you fill in the blank. Uh, but uh, any advice that you can give uh, our purpose is to encourage equip and edify uh, with what we're doing with the podcast, with the hub. And so uh, as you think of those uh, children's directors, uh, youth pastors, uh, workers that are within the church or even within the family, any encouragement that you can give specifically with working with kids and then also with youth. I know Dave, we got together with my first uh, youth ministry full-time gig and talked, and a lot of it was philosophy of ministry and just, okay, why do you do what you do? So there's a purpose behind what you do, which was very helpful uh, with the anacronym PARTY, by the way, uh, which you can talk about if you want here in a minute. But uh, I don't know, see any, any advice that you could give to just by waving encouragement to those that are, are in the trenches right now?
3: I would say, <clears throat> um, well, first of all, seek God, and because um, He knows where you're going, even when you don't, and um, I don't want to make it about curriculum, because it's not about a curriculum, it's not about a program, um, but it is about a great God, you know, um, Psalm 78 um, talks about declaring, um, to the next generation, the mighty works of God. So start there. And so when you're when your lesson, whether it's a, a young dad at, sitting at a table with his kids or playing on the floor, it <laughs> doesn't have to be formal at all, but who, who is God in this story? How do we see God and how does that change us? How does that affect us? So um, they say, you know, this story isn't about brave Esther. It's about God and a sovereign uh, God who's in charge of everything and, and working um, His purposes, His good purposes. So I, that, that I feel like, um, helped me so much to direct me and focus me and to evaluate whatever we do, whether it's a fun, silly program. Um, are we directing them? Are we declaring the mighty works of God to the next generation? Mm-hmm.
4: I think it's good to um, be in relationship with people in general. Um, one, because um, you have gifts to encourage other people. And then other people <laughs> will encourage you. Hmm. And uh, so the more I think we rub shoulders, the uh, better off we're going to be. Um, you mentioned the PARTY acronym. Uh, we The P is just to praise our great God. We want to teach students to worship. Um, a is... Attach students to the body. Uh, It's not about having a youth group or growing a bunch of kids. It's really helping them to to integrate to the church and what God's doing in the church. The R is to respond in obedience. Uh, Don't just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And then the the T is tell others the good news. That uh, evangelism element always needs to be in the back of our head somewhere, better in the front of our head. Mm -hmm. And then the Y is to yield. To one another out of love for Christ, Um, to think of others as more important than yourself. Um, Every uh, you're you're talking about struggles, and every Saturday I I get to the place where, in my sermon preparation, where I come to that moment where I think, "What have I done?" (laughs) You know, it's it's tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, (laughs) this is it. (laughs) And uh, and then I'm reminded, uh, I can hear Doctor Phil's voice. It ain't about you, (laughs) and uh, and ultimately. Um, it's not about me.
2: Last question that I have for you guys is we're looking at ministry and and those who are not only in ministry but who have families and ministering to their own families and uh, one quick bit of advice uh, that uh, I've mentioned to you that you can give to me uh, just as a new father as we're thinking through what we need to do for our little guy who will be a year here. uh, What would you give us by way of uh, just encouragement for how to help him and uh, whomever the lord may give here in the future as we're trying to get our heads around this responsibility
3: i think these all kind of go together but i would say as much as possible as you can obviously he's little but to keep him to involve him with you so the people you're working with ministering to know him he knows them he sees what dad does he sees dad's heart um, and we did that, but I think one of the things Dave helped with our family was, especially when we were working with youth, was to let our kids know, it's not about you. And you're here, but we're doing, you know, we're heralding God's news here, and uh, we want you to be part of this, but you won't be first in line. You won't be disrupting. You um won't be drawing attention to yourself. It's, you know, um, and teaching them how to do that. And then the other thing, and it does have to do with discipline, is <clears throat> I tell the kids I only have one rule, and it's one word. How hard is that? But it's the, the word honor. And so as they honor, they think, well, that's, you know, easy. But that includes anything from poking your neighbor and, you know, stealing their paper to um, putting them first Um, to, as your teacher's listening, to honor, caring about more about what they're saying, um, helping them understand they're not to interrupt um, God's message. And that could come from just even relationship building. And and that's hard. Obviously, we're all still learning how to do that. But it's like, are you honoring? Are you robbing God of his glory? Um, uh, What are we doing here? And to train them up that way so they understand not just, okay, here's what you do, but here's why you do it and um, why it's so important to us. Um, and just training and discipling that way. And it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great things that happen in ministry that kids have, um, in ministry get to do that other kids won't. Um, but again, it's a privilege and they need to understand um, to learn servanthood.
4: So. I mentioned that we came to Fresno 38 years ago and uh, it's like what happened you know mm. 38 years and mm. we had a two week old little girl and uh, with we now have six kids um, the 12th grandchild is on the way mm. and it all happened so fast and it, it's a kind of advice I think you always get from old people uh, and, it, and I've heard it over the years it's like blah 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 uh, but it really is true Um, You know, make the most of the, I I don't care what's going on, make the most of the time. It's going to go so fast, you're going to look back and wonder, what happened, you know? And so, uh, whatever's going on with the kids, uh, invest in in those uh, times. Um, So many of the years, even, I look back on it, and it's kind of a blur, because I think Sandy was carrying the load of, of uh, raising the kids a lot of times, but uh, I-, I think that's a mistake, especially for ministry-minded people that yeah. um, I can get so busy in the ministry um, that uh, I-, I can forget, um, really a priority in my own family. The The flip side of that is to invest in loving people. Um 1 Thessalonians 3 is where I'm preaching this week, and I'm, I'm just thinking about Paul's passionate love for those people. And uh, he, they were always on his mind, and he said, you know, I can't bear it any longer. I've got to know what's going on with them. And to have that kind of a passionate love and affection for people with whom you work, I, I, I think, goes a long ways toward um, making ministry fruitful and enjoyable. Um, so what I'm saying is spend all your time with your family and all your time in ministry mm-hmm. okay well. <laughs> no I we, we heard some missionaries came one time and they said wherever you're at be all there mm-hmm. I think they were quoting somebody but be all there for God and whatever he's doing in your life whether it's your family your ministry uh, be 100% there mm-hmm. and
2: invest well mm-hmm. so. which makes sense if we're Christians that's our life that's what we're yep. called to we shouldn't just separate things but uh we should just go forward in what we're doing and uh, as we go, do what we're called to do. So very good.
1: As you heard today, there's many lessons that Dave and Sandy have over the decades of youth and kids ministry, and they've been really uh, in an almost every single aspect of ministry in some way, shape, or form. And we're, we're just so thankful to have them come on the show and be able to talk about those experiences. But Kevin, what what's something that stood out? You were the one that actually was in the room with them. Uh, what did you hear? uh quite a few things stood
2: out as I've gone through just the podcast again and remembering just the time that I had with them as well. Uh, it's one of those conversations, that we even talked about this, where I, I feel like I'm at a fireside with people that I, I just want to hear more from. Not only the stories about ministry, but just what drives you and uh, what keeps you going uh, since they've been involved in ministry for such a long time and and they're not giving up. They're continuing to just chug away at, uh, at ministry and what God's put in front of them. That last aspect of be all There. That's Dave and Sandy. And so it's just a good reminder for me to be where God has placed me and then be all there uh, as I do that uh, for the glory of God. Uh, Several other things. Uh, Sandy just had the kind of the zingers, which she often does. Uh, Dave's a little bit more loquacious, you know, and so he's talking more and yet Sandy's just kind of hitting the soft spoken, but just right on the truth. One of the things that she said, uh, what you're looking for is God centered. That's the thing that she was, she couldn't put her finger on in ministry. And then somebody pointed her in that direction. And that just made all the difference in the world. And when I think of Sandy, that's what I think of. And I think of the ministry that she's built uh, with uh, where God's placed her. That's a big part of it. And uh, another thing, I don't want to quit until he says you're done. Uh, Obviously, that's uh, not only be all there but just continue to be there as long as God places you uh, in that spot uh, we want to live the, in the light of the gospel very much uh, the heart of the gospel is what we have for the hub but also for crossings ministries that's another reason why I wanted to tap Dave and Sandy's shoulder uh, just to hear uh, what gospel Center ministry is all about and uh, Dave would often say he says I'm not the most complex fellow but I know what I'm doing and uh, it goes back to the truth of the gospel so those are just a few of the things that that stand out. But one of the phrases that stands out is, it's not about
1: you. Mm. And That's such um, a Dave. Oh, yeah. We heard that over yep. and over and over again. Mm-hmm.
2: And a good reminder. Again, so simple and yet something that we almost need to be bashed over the head
1: with. What would you say, uh, and Dave and Sandy, I think, are their lives uh, surround themselves with people, and they're discipleship-minded, and they're focused on that. What's uh, really this relationship, and Dave and Sandy were talking about this a little bit, but with this idea uh, of Curriculum programs, uh, and just trying to deal with that in light of uh, of just discipleship, and how should we think through this uh, in in our local ministries?
2: Well, I think if you have relationship being the driver, not only the relationship that you have with God being that driver, but also as that overflows uh, not only in love for God but in love for others uh, that you are working on relationships. Uh, I, we've talked about how many times I've been with Dave to Taco Bell or in and out yes. Burger, which is a, yes. a West coast thing, but, uh, I, I can't tell you how many times for a while there, I couldn't look a bean burrito in the face because I had so many of them. But why did I go? Because Dave was there and he was taking a bunch of guys with him as he went. And that's, that's their life. It's what they do. And, uh, it's not just about fast food, but it's about what happens over that fast food.
1: Yeah. And there's there's something that uh, Dave and Sandy said uh, about about curriculum or a program. It's not just about a specific curriculum or specific program, but it's about a great God. And those programs, curriculums can help point us in that direction, but it's about a great God and loving Him and a, loving the people who are around us, loving our neighbors as the uh, two Commandments. Uh, yeah,
2: so. I had, had a little deja vu all over again with Dave and Sandy. And it was something that Alistair Begg had told us. Uh, he would come to chapels when I was in college and, and speak uh, also on the West Coast. But he would say, oftentimes we get the Bible stories wrong. Uh, it's about, don't you want to be like this little kid who had the you know the, the loaves and the fish and be so faithful? He says, it's not about the kid. It's about Christ who does what he does with those loaves and fish. And I think that's what I heard from Dave and Sandy is just, it's God's gotta be at the center of that. And, and what we do by way of program has to point to
1: that and point to our great God. Knowing Dave and Sandy, they are people who want to pour themselves out, not to just the people who are around them, to to the next generation of, of uh, young people. And can you Talk a little bit about how they have uh, impacted or what you think about them when you think of kind of passing that on to the next generation.
2: Well, oh, in so many different ways. Uh, Dave and Sandy have both been there, Dave specifically, because the position that he had I then came into, and he became the associate pastor there at the church. And uh, But his availability to me, as I mentioned, being in his office so often, he's passing on what he has experienced and, and gained by that experience and his faithfulness uh, to me. And so a lot of what I do has been colored by that. But I just even think even broadly both of them will push students as well as kids to not just stay in the areas of kids and student ministries, but they want them interacting with the older generation because they have something to say and uh, we can learn something from them. And that's a whole nother area of discipleship that I think we often miss just by going to our certain corners of ministry. And I think that's a legitimate uh, issue uh, that uh, we need to work through and uh, be even on that. I I don't say get get away from youth ministry or kids ministry. Those have a place and I think an important place with than what we do as a local church but if we're sequestered from years and years of experience and I can just I can hear Dave in my head saying we need to get these kids at these folks houses we need to get them sitting next to each other in the pews and so I think just that idea of passing along uh, not just what they know but just tapping into the wisdom of somebody who's lived as a as a saint you know a true saint of a, a believer for so many years uh, which also makes me think he would keep little things that my dad would write on the prayer cards because my dad would write quotes constantly and just turn them in. And Dave had a running uh, list of those quotes and we'd often talk about them and, and how he was encouraged by those things. And I always thought that my dad was crazy when he was writing <laughs> those stuff down, stuff down, but it was just something that impacted him that week and that he was sharing. And so there's, there's that aspect of relational wisdom that we're gaining through discipleship from generation to generation, and that's a big part of who they are. We were talking uh, resources. We usually give a plug for a resource, and we were talking just what do we think about when we think of Dave and Sandy, and I mentioned for Dave, uh, Trellis in the Vine, uh, which I know has been something that's helped a lot of people within ministry, but uh, that has been something Uh, from uh, the dudes in Australia that uh, have pulled that together, but it's about discipleship, but it's about also small groups, but also getting to the aspect of just true ministry and aside from just programs. So I know that's been impactful for Dave. And I think of that when I think of Dave, but you had mentioned something for Sandy. Yeah, Sandy. Sandy.
1: When I think of Sandy, I think of uh, Big Truths for Young Hearts. Uh, That book, just in her desire to really teach kids, uh, like you said earlier, not just simple, Bible stories, but ones that reflect a great God. Uh, I think of that book as one that has uh, impacted many who she's been around as she's given it out as a resource uh, to others who are are in the local churches or other local churches in the area to just uh, show kids a great God whom we uh, serve and love. And so we'll put those uh, resources, links to those uh, books in the uh, show notes. And you can get those show notes at Youth and Family Hub. Dot org and if you would take a moment just rate and review the podcast on itunes that really does help uh, be able to get the podcast into the hands of others who might find this uh information uh helpful to them and their ministries as as we're seeking to do this this semester in this first season uh we're focused in on uh, equipping and encouraging you all and we hope to see you next week as
0: we continue on in that venture Hub for Youth and Family Ministries is an arm of Crossings Ministries, which exists to proclaim the gospel and to see God transform lives, grow leaders, and partner with the church to the glory of Christ. For more resources, visit us at youthandfamilyhub.org and follow us on social media at youthfamilyhub. Hub Talk is hosted and produced by Kevin Hall and Jeremy Griswold, web support by Randall Breland. On behalf of the Hub crew, I'm Dave Hoffman, wishing you the best as you endeavor to be faithful in the ministry that God has given you.